Welcome to this week's episode of the Print On Demand cast. Each week, join Travis and Josiah as they provide insight into the print on demand industry and equip you with the tools, advice, and strategy you need to achieve success and hopefully have a few laughs along the way. Now, on to this week's show. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Print On Demand cast. As always, I'm Josiah and joining me is Travis Ross. Travis, how's it going, man? How's things been going since the last time we sat down and recorded an episode? Doing well, man. Um, just had some uh, a Mamaki tech out here. Mamaki is the mm. brand of the UV printers that we have how, here on how'd site. How'd that go? It was actually... Um, it was really, really informative. And um, do you remember probably last episode or last couple of episodes, I was talking about how much, how excited I was about the lasers and, you know, all those yes. cool things that we can do with the lasers. Yeah. Well, I still am. But after having that Mamaki tech out here and kind of talking about all the different things that we could do, it's, you know, it's, it's just another, you know, kind of toy that we can do so yes. many freaking things with. It's really cool. And the, yeah, one and of the cool things is that you can use them, you can kind of use them back and forth. You can use them together. So uh-huh. you can like make jigs with your, uh, with your laser to use in the UV, or you can mm. print something on in UV and then take it over the laser and cut it out, you know, into a shape sure. or something. And, sure. I mean, there's just so many different, different things that you yeah. can do. And so it's really got my mind kind of going. Oh yeah. I know that you, you had said, since they since you got those printers, they not they haven't been completely like functional yet as far as the UV printers in particular. So uh, mm. I'm sure you're looking forward to to getting them yeah. up and running because I think honestly, um, UV printing is such a like diverse print process. There's so much that you can do with it um, yeah. that I'm just chomping at the bit to get. Uh, a UV printer because I think there's lots of stuff you can just kind of blow up your product selections that you offer to your clients or that you offer to your customers because uh, it's going to be uh, fantastic. Um, but that's exciting, yeah. man. So everything everything going good? Are they going to be up and up and running here shortly and get to do all the all the new toy stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're actually running right now. Um, both of the machines. So we had one that was running, one hadn't been running since we got it, uh, and now both of them are. Um, you know, a okay. And, um, we're just kind of now going back to the drawing board as far as like what we want to print on them. I mean, we have some products that we, you know, already did before. And, um, but now we're like, I'm, I'm just starting to think about all the other things that we can do. And, um, I've got a, I've got a potential client that loves, he prints all on a bunch of black things. And I'm like, well, the UV printer would be super cool to do, you know, you could do black water bottles, black tumblers, black, you know, flasks, yeah. black and all these different black things and then have full color prints yeah. on them. I'm pretty excited about the possibilities. It's really awesome. Yeah, man, I'm excited for you. I'm excited to uh, go there and, and see what all they can do. And um, yeah, yeah, I think I think UV is going to be fantastic, man. So. Well, we have a, an awesome episode here for for all of you listening. Another interview, um, this time with another um, a person that Travis has known for a while. I've had the pleasure of meeting Neil before, um, but he is, uh, you know, we, we referenced it in the interview, right? He just doesn't stop. <laughs> he's like, he's always innovating. <laughs> he's the he's Energizer Bunny. Like, he is. He's the Energizer Bunny of POD. So. If someone out there listening can post a picture with Neil's face on the Energizer bunny with the, with like merch and form instead of Energizer, you'll win a prize. Uh, We don't know what it is yet, uh, but you'll get it because he, he really is just nonstop, man. So what are you looking forward to uh, the most in this interview for those listening, Travis? What do you think they're going to enjoy the most about this conversation? I just think Neil, you know, he's just such a down to earth guy, you know, um, we, He's, he's, he's a fellow, he lives in Colorado. He just lives up the, up the road. Um, and he's just a, just a good dude. And I think it's, um, you know, there's no pretense with him, you know, he's just kind of is what is who he Uh is, Yeah. but yet he's done so much, you know? And I think, I, I, um, I think automation is really kind of 
the key to his success in a lot of ways. He's figured out ways to automate things so he can yeah. do more with his time because, you know, like you said, he's, he's the energizer bunny. And so, but, but he's the energizer bunny of automation. So he figures out a way to get, <laughs> get automation yeah. working for him so he can then go on to the next thing and get automation working for that and, you know, yeah. rinse and repeat over and over again. And then, yeah. you know, five years later, he's got, you know, multiple software programs and he's listed, you know, tens of thousands of products across thousands of, or well, tons and tons of marketplaces. So, <laughs> sure, um, sure. you know, it's, it's, I think it's, I think the thing that I'm most excited for our listeners to hear is just uh, that just a regular guy can really be successful in POD really, you know? Yeah. One, 100%. I think I met Neil, um, at the second RMRC, which again was a conference that, that Travis, for those listening, that Travis put on with a, a friend of his uh, for the Amazon space. And then the last year kind of had a different track for print on a man because it was becoming pretty prominent mm-hmm. in the space. And you had told me about Merch Informer before RMRC. So we were using it because we had a Merch by Amazon account. So I, we go to the yep. show. And I meet Neil having a good conversation with him. I think we were out at one of kind of like the, the networking things after one of the main, main sessions of the day. And um, I was, had a good conversation with him. I really liked him. And I mentioned to someone like, yeah, I was talking to Neil. I mean, he's a really great guy. And he's like, oh, that's the guy that invented Merch Informer. And I was like, what? <laughs> I, had no, I, I didn't yeah. have any idea. I didn't, I didn't connect those dots. But it just goes to show that, as Travis said, he's, he, there's no pretense with him. He's not really kind of bolstering in, Hey, I did this and I invented merchant for, he's just a really down to earth, genuine yeah. guy um, who has figured out a way to, to find success in this industry in more ways than just printing designs on shirts and, and printing books. So I think it'd be, uh, you know, good for those out there that maybe you're doing POD, but you also have experience on some other software side. Maybe this will get you thinking of stuff you can do to help solve some of your problems, but that you could also open up to, uh, the industry as a whole as a solution like Neil did with Merchant Former. So hopefully this will also start mm-hmm. people thinking outside of the box of how you can be successful in this industry. So um, without further ado, let's throw it right now to the main event of this episode with Neil Lassen. Focus on my voice alone. It's time for the main event. Well, Travis, for this week's main event, we're going to welcome a guest, another um, RMRC alumni. I met I met Neil for the first time at RMRC uh, when he was there. Uh, Neil Lassen is a digital product print-on-demand entrepreneur. He utilizes third-party marketplaces to get products into customers' hands and now focuses on creating software that he wishes he had when he got started, which is awesome because we created this podcast because we wish we had it when we got started. So mm-hmm. very similar beginnings and very similar uh, necessity to create. I guess, you know, necessity is the mother of all invention. So here we all are. Uh, <laughs> Neil, thanks so much for coming on the show, man. How you doing? Good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I forgot we met at that. Was it the first one, the RMRC I think, conference? I think it was the second one. Yeah, I think second it was the one. second okay. or the third one that I met you at. But yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that was the were... first time I ever went to a conference ever. Uh, really? Chris wow. Green invited me, and I was like, well, it's right <laughs> down the road. You know, I live a little bit north, so I showed up, yeah. and that's where I met Travis and I guess you, so yeah. second one. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah, man. That's super cool, man. Um, so yeah, if, if you guys haven't figured it out by now, Neil's also a fellow Coloradoan. And yes. uh, so we're all here within probably an hour's drive of each other, but we're all in our yeah. separate places, you know, <laughs> because <laughs> of technology. Uh, yep. So so Neil, man, we're really glad you, you jumped on. Um, I actually asked Neil to be on, I don't know, if, I don't know, several weeks ago, and um, he blew me off. Um, no, I'm just kidding. He didn't actually blow me off. No, but uh, it didn't work out with our schedules. But we're glad to have you on, dude. So um, to just kind of jump into this thing, let's just talk about – let's start by talking about your print-on-demand story. Like, I mean, you can kind of go back further if you want, just your e-commerce journey, really. But, like, what brought you to the print-on-demand space? Yeah, so that probably goes back to when I was in college. Um, I've told variations of the story over and over again. Uh, but essentially, I was going to this college. Uh, at first, I thought I wanted to be a banker. And then I was I was set on becoming a lawyer. So that's what I was going to do, <laughs> is going to become a lawyer. Uh, as you can tell, I do not look like a professional lawyer. 
So uh, essentially what happens is uh, I'm working at Target, okay? So I have some bills to pay. I'm living in this horrible apartment that leaks when it rains, but it was dirt cheap and they paid my electric. (laughs) So anyways, I'm making $8 an hour pushing shopping carts at Target. And uh, one day comes along, I think it was like the 4th of July. Okay, so Target was maybe five miles away from where I lived. And I usually took the bus. So I closed and it was about 11 p.m. And I walk out and I'm waiting for the bus and I'm waiting like an hour for the bus. It's now midnight. The bus doesn't show up. And, I'm, and then I realized, oh, oh you know, it's, it's the 4th of July. There's no bus. And apparently I forgot that Uber existed, right? So I just uh. started walking home. So I walked the five <laughs> miles home and I'm just so upset at this point. I'm like, this needs to end. So I go on the computer, you know, it's like two in the morning. And I just start Googling, like, how to make money online, right? Like, I feel like everyone has some sort of story wow. that goes like that. Yeah. So I start looking around, yeah. you know, and I, I land on Flippa. That's, why, that's look- why those keywords That's why those keywords are so expensive, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> how to make money online is like so – that's such a high ad price on, like, AdSense. Yeah, it's been a long time since I looked, but it used to be like a couple hundred dollars a click, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Yeah, it's crazy. But, you know, so, yeah. I mean, I get home and I'm looking through this stuff and I, I land on Flippa, which I'm familiar with from back in college, mm-hmm. but I'd never done anything with it. Start looking through websites and I'm like, oh my gosh, like these websites are selling for like 20 grand, 30 grand. I've never mm. seen that type of money before. Mm. I could do that. Like, like why not? What, right? So, you know, I, <laughs> I start doing websites and I finally get one to take off. Right, so I taught myself how to set all that mm-hmm. up, you know, write the content, yada yada yada. Quit my job. Where, where are you living at? Where are you living at at this point? Are you in Colorado yet? No, I, so I don't know if you can see my shirt it says Wisconsin. I'm in Madison, Wisconsin, Wisconsin yeah. so that's where I went to school. So yeah, nice. I start doing content websites. I'm going to school full time. I six months later, after I after that night, quit my job, uh, and then you know things start going terribly wrong the google algorithm <laughs> updates i lose all of my websites i'm not making any money um yeah so that led down a very long rabbit hole of like well, what else can i do like i can make these websites mm-hmm. i can run these ads somehow i basically tried everything i could imagine some worked, some didn't finally i landed on private label now this is before anyone <laughs> I didn't know anyone in this space. I didn't know you guys. I didn't know anyone right. sold in private label. I didn't know that Facebook groups existed. Uh, so here I am <laughs> ordering products from China, getting them stuck in customs for months at a time, having <laughs> literally <laughs> no idea what's happening. And it's, it's miserable. But, you know, once the products do get into the warehouse, I'm making money and that money is going right back into the business. So I'm really not profiting, right. pocketing, <laughs> pocketing anything. Uh, and one day, one of the guys I had met online, you know, through this whole little journey, sends me this TechCrunch article that says, hey, Amazon's launching this new thing called Merch by Amazon, and you don't have to have any physical products. And I was like, oh, the, like, the best thing I had ever heard. <laughs> the ever. clouds so, parted you know, and everything. Right. Was a, was a whole- yeah, the clouds <laughs> parted, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Because I, 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 knew, I knew that there's this huge buying base. on it. I didn't have to drive the traffic. I didn't have to run right. the ads. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the audience already baked in. I just have to give them what they want. And that was kind of right. difficult because I am not an artist. Um, but, you know, I can I can learn little things in Photoshop. So I threw up some really simple stuff, mostly tech stuff, maybe some clip art, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Started selling. And I'm like, what, why would anyone buy what I'm creating? <laughs> but they did. So <laughs> from there, I just started scaling it, which led to other opportunities, you know, selling on different marketplaces, again, with a built-in audience, looking at mm-hmm. KDP. Got, so I had been in KDP for a long time with real long content books, not very many of them because that's a lot of effort. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did fairly well, but then yeah. I was really like, yeah. all these people are selling these you know, calendars. That's pretty cool. Let me check that out. So that, it just kind of morphed into print-on-demand e-commerce where I didn't actually have to touch the product, and I thought that was the best <laughs> thing ever, and I still do. <laughs> that's awesome so you're selling on um merch by amazon still to this day or and, and kdp what what channels are you currently selling your designs on at the moment yeah so pr- i'm trying to so i'm trying to create kind of like an overall brand if you will uh so sure. merch by amazon amazon seller central which thanks to travis got me into that 
through print on demand, <laughs> right? And then you have Etsy and you have KDP and you have Spreadshirt and Teespring and Teepop. Mm-hmm. Like all of those websites, everyone gets so f- focused just stuttered there for a minute. They get so focused on <laughs> selling on Amazon that they real that they don't realize that people are other places, right? You're leaving so right. much money on the table. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. Me and Travis have met before, like in person at a shop, and I remember you telling me about selling on Walmart, right? Like most right. people don't want to go through those steps because it seems more difficult. Yeah. But bringing all those steps together to create like a coherent brand that has like lasting power right like you're not putting up one shirt it's selling well for two weeks and then no one ever sees it again you're creating something that five years from now people are still going to be buying because they care but like the customers care about it enough to leave reviews to get that staying power to Mm. you know all across the internet so creating that brand is kind of what i'm attempting selling everywhere i can with that built-in audience uh, in the back of my head sure Cool. So you're selling all over the internet. I mean, any any uh, place where you don't have to hold inventory, yes, uh, you can yes. list. To be it be it a royalty based, uh, you know, like a merch by Amazon, but also on the other side, the the actual re- seller of record, Etsy, Seller Central, right. like you said, any other place, and you just obviously have those outsourced. But you you don't you don't really care. It's just as many platforms as you can get your listings on. Um, you're you're doing that right. Yeah, and there's a big there's a big difference when it comes to like building a brand on Amazon versus some of these other platforms, right? Like you mentioned Etsy, you're kind of like the seller record. Mm-hmm. You have responsibility there, but it's so much easier to build a coherent brand there because you have access to the customers. Like you can talk mm. to them. You right. can, you know, you can write a wrong which will lead to a good review, which mm-hmm. leads to you selling more products which leads to more of you. Like it it just, it goes so much quicker. um, And there's less competition on these smaller platforms and the buyers are just willing to spend more money. I don't know what it is, Mm -hmm. but yeah. Now you you mentioned, you mentioned, you know, the difference between merch by Amazon and Etsy, but Etsy and like Amazon seller central are basically the same thing. You're still the seller of record. You still can talk to the customer potentially, et cetera, et cetera. But I mean, my personal experience is that those buyers are nothing alike, or at least they're, they're, uh, the experience that I as a seller have with the buyer on those two channels is totally different. Their, their buying behavior is, is been programmed totally different. Is that your experience too? Yes. It's night and day. The people on Etsy are super nice. Like, you know, Mm. the (laughs) pandemic's been going on. Shipping's yeah. been an issue. <laughs> right. If it, it you know, if you're willing to work with the customers on Etsy, they're super understanding for the most part, right? There's always yeah. gonna be that one guy screaming his sure. head off at you. <laughs> on but on Amazon, it's it's this didn't show up on time. I want an immediate refund. If you don't refund me, like terrible reviews, right? Like there's right. no in between, is is what I is what I've seen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know, you you have to do what yeah, you gotta do. About to previously mitigate on, on those. Sh- yeah, we've talked about the previous episodes on the show how Amazon's kind of created this almost entitled culture with their customers of like, hey, it's not here in two days. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna ruin every review you could ever possibly have. <laughs> Whereas <laughs> it's, a, it's other understandable though, in a way, because yeah. you get so used to it. Like, oh, totally, if I order yeah, something from Amazon, I just expect it to be here quickly, right? And yep. if I'm not, like, I understand it's not the seller's fault because I'm a seller too. Yeah. But like you're you're a little bit angry that that someone somewhere <laughs> in the line dropped the ball. Right. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. So 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 Neil, you you like not only are you building, you know, trying to build brands on on all of these different channels, uh you're not the typical entrepreneur um because you just can't stop it seems like you created a software uh and you have a couple of softwares but one in particular kind of a lot of a lot of our listeners probably know who you are because of this software merch informer um i know that can you tell us like how did that like fit in to the you know that whole story of your e-commerce journey and like when did that act when did you realize hey i could also build software to help me with you know bu- building a brand and maybe other people will like it how did that all kind of come together 
Yeah, so back in, uh, what was it, 2016, I think? It's been mm-hmm. a while, right? So back in 2016, I'm still doing websites. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with private label, hating it. Uh, still <laughs> building websites. <laughs> Introduced to this merch thing, and that became like an obsession. That's all mm. I did. All I, 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 mm. I didn't pay much attention to the private label business. I barely looked at the like website affiliate marketing business. I spent, no joke, like 10 to 12 hours a day on the Amazon search bar. That's all I did. I just I, I, I typed things wow. into the search bar, and I made spreadsheets all day. It was so, so boring, but I was seeing the results from that research and coming up with these new ideas and putting them together and getting them listed. That's just what I did because I had bills to pay, and I, you know, I wanted to move into a better apartment. Yeah. So that's just what I did all day, and, I, and then I realized, like, okay – there has got there's there's more to this business than sitting on the Amazon search bar. That's that's boring. No one likes to do it. I shouldn't have to do it. Uh, what can we do to make this better? Right. So like the guy right. that had sent mm-hmm. me that TechCrunch article, Todor, I was like, hey, I have this idea. Why don't we just create this and we can do this research because he's a seller too, and we can just cut that down to like an hour a day and then we can focus on some other businesses. It'll be great. We'll be making more money. So with it was just for you guys at first. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then I realized like, wait a minute, mm. I see all of the same complaints I'm having start, you know, mm. mitigating into these groups. I see yeah. people complaining to me like, hey, I'm creating this really awesome thing and no one's buying it. Why is that? And I'm like, well, right. then I look, it's like, what? Well, there's no audience for that. There's literally no buyers. Why are you creating mm. something for an audience of zero? And then we were like, okay, <laughs> let's just release this thing and just see. Right. So we released it. There's like three modules, right? It was like a search feature, a favorite feature, and maybe like something to look up brands. Like really, really simple, very ugly, very ugly. Um, (laughs) And then from there, like people started using it. People started giving suggestions. I'm like, well, there's a lot more that we can like. All of a sudden, I had problems with, you know, designing. We added a designer. Oh, I'm having problems with keywords. Added that. Then the big one everyone's having problems with trademarks there's trademark trolls over here there's mm. trade like everyone's mm. getting takedowns yep. yeah. 10 months Everywhere. later why don't we just build a trademark yeah. checker no one have you ever got have you guys looked at the uspto website i mean i know you have it's horrible <laughs> it's yeah. horrible yeah. yeah it's terrible <laughs> uh, so you know just building tools to one save me time but also kind mm-hmm. of combining all the suggestions to help people sell more products without it being like their sole focus in life to sit on Amazon. Right. Yeah. And I love that you guys do, you use a, you have a lot of uh, tutorial videos on how to use it. And, you know, I've, I still have a subscription to Merchant Former. I don't, I don't use it as much as I probably could, but um, I've had it for, you know, years and years and years. And, um, and you have like, you keep adding content. I mean, every time I log on, I'm like, what? Neil, slow down, bro. You know, because <laughs> there's always a new module, there's a new video, there's a new something. You know, um, so first of all, kudos to you, man, for really building something that people needed and they asked for. Um, it it it's been a very very popular tool. I I I know people swear by it and use it all the time. So mm-hmm. uh, so good job, man. It's 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 nice. a great tool. I mean, to be honest, like. I mean, and this is very biased, but like if I didn't have some of those tools, for example, like we created a software to upload to all these other platforms because mm-hmm. I don't have 365 hours a day to take one design <laughs> and, you know, to, to build this brand. Like if I can lay the groundwork and bring all those pieces together and not spend all day doing it, because there's always something else you could be doing. Sure. And no, and no one yeah. wants to do the same monotonous things over and over and over again. That's like the worst part of this business, but it's mm-hmm. needed. Like someone's got to do it. Mm-hmm. And I like a computer to do it rather than me. Yeah. So, you know, exactly. Automation. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's awesome. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about the, the POD industry overall, Neil, where do you see opportunities right now in the POD space? I know for both creators and for shop owners, producers, I know one thing you've talked about so far and mentioned about building brands. You've been trying to build brands by selling on all these different channels. So can you yeah. kind of dive into that more and like how how would one go about creating a brand in, in your opinion and how is that a, an opportunity they need to maximize? 
Yeah, so, I mean, there's there's a lot that I could talk about here, and I know we don't have all day, but, like, when it comes to building a brand, you're not going to throw, like, you know, a, a young girl's T-shirt in with a heavy, hardcore, biking, drug-related, you know, <laughs> that kind of content. Yeah. You, that doesn't mash yeah. together. So when I'm talking about coherent brands, I'm talking about kind of designs that will they're, – they're not the same – but they're in sort of the same vertical. They all kind of flow together. They have some sort of sure. catchy name to them. Name doesn't have to be on the shirt, but kind of bringing that together where if someone gets that product or, you know, you see someone out there and they go, oh, you know, what's your shirt about? And you say, hey, it's under this brand on Amazon. Like it's something they remember. So bringing that together across the internet. So if you tell someone, you know, at the store that likes your shirt, hey, just Google this brand, like it'll show up on Amazon, it'll show up on sure. Etsy, mm-hmm. it'll show up as a book, it'll show like everywhere, yeah. right? But at the same time, you, you, you asked about opportunities, and I think a lot of people complain that, that it's getting harder, right? There's more competition, mm-hmm. there's more, more people yeah. are joining POD, but POD is still very new. Like very, very, very yeah. new. Like it's been around yeah. for a while, but it's it's not saturated. But I think a huge opportunity that everyone is pretty much ignoring uh, is outside of the U.S. Okay, so going back to my story when I was in uh, college, trying to figure out what I was going to do with my life, uh, I started running Facebook ads. <laughs> I spent a fortune losing money promoting, you know, everything yep. under the sun. Nothing worked. <laughs> And finally, I realized that's because I'm targeting all of these, you know, hard-hitting keywords. I'm targeting U.S. customers. People in other countries, like poorer countries, and it sounds bad, but like countries that are not as rich as the U.S., right, still have people that buy things, and no one is targeting them. So I think Mm -hmm. a huge opportunity there is putting products up on different marketplaces, in running those ads. So the other day I was talking to someone about this and I'm like, you know what? I wonder on KDP, if I started running ads specifically outside of the US, like some of the other Amazons you can for KDP, would my cost per click be lower? I don't know. So I went out and I tested it and lo and behold, it is lower for the same keywords, aka translated, right, into those into those languages than it is in the US. So that's something like I'm currently looking at, but <laughs> There's so no one's really catering to those audiences. They're putting something up in the U.S. and they're like, "Well, hopefully someone in Spain's going to buy that." I'm going to put the same shirt up in Spain. Like those are two different cultures, and no one thinks about that. So yeah. I think that's definitely a big opportunity is catering to those other markets that everyone else is just like, "Oh yeah, I'll just push my same old stuff there," and you know they they don't like it. That's sure they don't like it. So you have you have to cater yeah. to the audience you're selling to. So if, if, if some of our listeners want to put some stuff up in, you know, some EU countries or, you know, or wherever, uh, where would you recommend them getting fulfillment from um, overseas and, and things like that? Yeah, so right now I'm only testing this with KDP. Uh, I know there's okay. some some POD suppliers in like you know Argentina, you know other okay. places like that. So you're not, but I haven't really tested out yet. Hard goods, you know, actual hard goods aside from KDP print on demand, um, kind of royalty based yeah. POD. Okay, right. right. Well, that's cool. I, I mean, yeah, I know we we've talked about. In fact, I think our last episode we or a couple episodes ago we talked about uh, Guten, Printify, and Printful, and all of them have uh, fulfillment. Um, companies in yeah. the eu at different in different countries yep. and such and so depending on what you're wanting to sell surely you can find one between those and and there's i'm sure there's others uh i just wanted to know if there was one that you specifically recommended but that's that's totally fine yeah cool. yeah something i want so, to test in the future but you know i just haven't gotten there yet but at yeah. some point i'm definitely going to try it yeah for sure so what challenges uh you know you talked about um, stepping back, you talked about when you had mer- or started Merchant Former, you built that because you were having issues, you were having challenges. So what challenges are you seeing now, you know, six, you know, five, five years later, six years later from when you actually did Merchant Former that you're seeing and, you know, cause you talked to a lot of people in the space, what, what are yeah. store owners um, having challenges with right now? And, and, and are there ways that we can, you know, talk about overcoming those challenges and are, are you, you know, are there, is there other software solutions or, or perhaps, you know, using virtual assistants or what, what kind of challenges are you seeing that, that people are kind of coming against right now? 
few things. Uh, biggest challenge that most people are probably running into is it's getting, if you're just starting or you haven't been around for a while, it's getting a little bit harder, right? Mm, you know, sure. When yeah. we first started, when, when Merch by Amazon first launched, I was like probably one of the first few people to sign up. You know, it was aimed at app developers. Super, mm-hmm. I could throw up anything. It could look, yeah. and, I, and I did, and I did. It, they were ugly, they were bad, <laughs> and people bought them. Uh, now that same kind of content, it would sell. It wouldn't stand a chance in hell. No yeah. one would see it. Right. Um, so things are getting a lot harder in that aspect, but that's really easy to overcome, right? Like most of us aren't designers. Uh, I know you are in in some aspect, right? Like you're probably better than me. Um, but leveraging leveraging other people's time that know what they're doing. Okay. That 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 changed yep. my entire business. Figuring out that like I'm spending an hour, let's say, creating this design, and even I'm not very happy with it. I'm like, that, that'll do, but it's not great. Yeah. And realizing <laughs> that someone that's that spent 20 years designing can crank out something 10 times better in 10 minutes, and I will pay them for their mm. time, like that was just, that was business changing, right? So yeah. yeah, going back, I mean, going back to your question, that's probably the biggest thing is one, making sure you're unique. Stop doing just mm. stupid yeah. text-based designs that no one cares about. No one cares about right. them because that same text probably exists 10,000 times on Amazon. You're the 10,000 first. Yeah. So making sure you're coming up with unique <laughs> stuff that isn't being sold but that still kind of gathers a reaction from people. And then two, you know, leveraging other people's time with more experience in – the areas you might not be so great at. Hmm. Okay. So like listening to a podcast or something like that. Yeah. Something like that. I mean, that that could work like this, like this one, maybe specifically Yeah, like this particular podcast that I know Neil, you have it on you, you, you listen to it all the time, right? I mean, like like 40,000 listens by now, you know, by you. Neil's an early adopter. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. We've learned hey, this I was, in this episode. To be fair, I was I was one of the first people to be in that uh the was a group or was a Facebook page. One Facebook of the two. group. Facebook group. I was like the mm-hmm. tenth person. Okay? Well, we did a Facebook page first and then we did a Facebook group. You were even an early adopter to the page. Well, I mean, my true. goodness. There you go. <laughs> Told you. It's proof. Proof of concept right there. So Neil, let's let's go back a little bit to uh yeah. to you know. Uh, you're working at Target. You're in Wisconsin. You have, if you had to start all over, if we had to go all the way back, start all over, everything you have is gone, and you, you're back to square one. You got a red well, shirt on right you now. Got a, got a red yeah, shirt. a red shirt. <laughs> you're helping people find the home goods. What would you do first if you had to start all over? Everything being all things being equal, square one. What would yeah. you do first if you had to start all over? So. Just a little pre-context here. I'm usually like not very talkative. I was scared to death to come to that uh, reseller conference that you put on. I'm like not a very outgoing person, right? You have flipped a 180, man. You're like totally outgoing now. Yeah. Well, you know, you. I mean, throughout throughout the journey of my influence, let's just say it was my influence on anyone that that gets on traffic. Just they're just bolstered to just speak. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. No, but you you start to realize that like you'd be nowhere unless you talk to people, right? Right. Like the problems that other people have are probably your problems. You figure out those problems (laughs) by doing, right? So if I had to start all over again and I didn't have any of my own problems because I didn't vet Merchant Former at all. I was like, this is my problem. I need to solve it. I'm sick of doing this. (laughs) I just start talking to people. Because if you ask people questions, like open-ended questions, like, hey, you know, you'd run this business. What is it that you do and what do you hate about it? Like they're going to ramble on. Yeah. And there's going to be ideas there. There's going to be ideas there sure. for software. There's going to be ideas there for anything print on demand. I mean, it's okay. I have this T-shirt that says, have you tried trying? Okay. I wear that to the gym. Everyone comments on it. Right. And someone put that mm-hmm. on a T-shirt for me. Because I mentioned it in like a chat or a video, like just an offhanded comment that they just thought was hilarious. <laughs> Put it up on Amazon. I'm like, well, I'll buy that. So I bought it. Everyone comments on it, not my shirt. And it, the thing still sells. It's probably still on Amazon. So I would just start talking to people and figuring out like yeah. what makes them tick, what's their problem. 
is there a way that I can help them with said problem? Right. Because you have to become valuable to, to other people. Okay. Let me up the ante and ask you, you know, kind of a dangerous question for a print on demand podcast, but, um, would, if you had to start all over, would you do it in print on demand or would you perhaps go into a different industry? Hmm. Yeah. I'd start in print on demand for one reason. I can test and fail a thousand times faster than like, any mm. other business model I know. I mean, yeah. if, if I'm going to do brick and mortar, yeah. like there's rent, there's overhead, right. there's employees, there's electric, there's utilities. I, I can launch product after product after product. And I'm really out only my time. If I'm not running ads, if I'm running ads, I'm out a little bit of money, sure. but it's minuscule to any other business I know because the audience is already baked in. Right. So, I mean, the whole the whole game from there comes to figuring out how to reach that audience on said platform. Right. And that, you know, I've yeah. talked about that a million times, written hundreds of thousands of words about it. But that's really the easiest way to test and fail until you see something that's working. And then you just have to repeat that over and over again. Yeah, that's cool. All right. Well, Josiah, let's ask him the uh the, the question of questions. Yeah. <laughs> this is something we ask all of our guests to kind of put on their, uh, or look into their crystal ball as it were. And if you could just kind of, what do you think the future of POD is? Lot bigger and a lot faster. So depending on what platform you're shipping on or shipping, selling on, right? Like if it's Amazon, mm-hmm. if it's Etsy, if you're doing printify print, printful, Guten, something like that. I think there's going to be any product under the sun that you want. I mean, sunglasses aren't offered, you know, coffee mugs aren't on merch yet. You know, certain type of books, hardcovers aren't rolled out for everyone on KDP yet. All of those products are going to get a lot more diverse, which is good, Mm. but each product is going to require a little bit more kind of intuition on how to sell it. Right. Not, not every product is a t-shirt design. You know, I try, Quick right. side note, when I put uh, when I started getting into low content books, I was putting my t-shirt designs as covers. And many of my t-shirt designs say t-shirt on them, and I'm putting that on yeah. a book cover. Stupid. <laughs> right? So like huge fail. But yep. anyways, a <laughs> lot faster. More products, more marketplaces. Like it's gonna have a global reach at some point. And I know Amazon has mentioned in the past mm. that they want order, printed, and shipped within two hours not two days. So things are going to get a lot faster and a lot bigger. So I think there's a lot of opportunity Mm -hmm. there, but like you have to understand the nuances there of sell. You you can't sell a tapestry or a wall clock the same way you sell a book or a t-shirt. So, you know, kind kind of figuring that out as, as you go along and, you know, building the brand so that people actually care about what you're doing uh, in the future. Okay. So tell us, uh, you've got a new software out. You have Merch, Merch Informer, of course. And then I know you did BookBolt, which does focuses on KDP. Yep. Um, but you have a new one that just kind of came out, I don't know, in the last few months, right? Uh, called Sales Samurai, right? Is that, is it, first of all, it was, am I right on the timeline or has it been out for longer than that? I think we're about one month in. It's, oh, okay. like, I think we're about one month in. Yeah. It's, so it's, it's new. new. Yeah. So it's yeah. new, new. Okay, cool. So tell us, tell us about Sales Samurai. Tell us like why you created it. What's it do? How can it help people? Yeah, so we created Sales Samurai sort of for the same reason, but a little bit different than the other softwares. Looking for opportunity to build that brand, right? Getting on Etsy has a lot of benefits. One, you can talk to your customers. Two, you can sell mm-hmm. for a way higher price. Three, there's not as much competition. Like there's a lot of pluses to selling on Etsy. But so many people that don't start on Etsy, if they start on, say, Merch by Amazon or Seller Central, like it's, Red it's a different, or, yeah. right? It's mm-hmm. a different ball game. Like it's so much different the way that Etsy's algorithm kind of looks at everything. And you know, there's tags, and sometimes they mm-hmm. force you into ads, and sometimes they don't. Like there's, it's just a different ecosystem. So trying to figure out how to optimize that entire process with again you know seo keywords that's that's marketing organic marketing and you don't have to spend any money to do it but trying to bring all those pieces together uh for etsy sellers so they don't spend all day 
because you know I know other softwares exist in that space, right? Used to use mm -hmm. them, and I'll tell you why we built it, right? Going back to February of 2020 is when the pandemic kind of started, right? Am I right on that timeline? Mm -hmm. It's been so for the long. for those for those in the U.S. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So right around that time, I knew a seller selling on Etsy selling uh, masks. Okay. They were selling hundreds of these things a day, just absolutely cleaning up. And I was using mm -hmm. one of those other softwares and I typed in, you know, like face mask or, you know, face mask for nurses, Some, something broad that I knew was bringing in sales. And it told me like, this is getting zero searches a month, or maybe it said like 25. And I, that can, that can't be right. <laughs> no. I, I know this guy <laughs> over here. So like hundreds of them per day on those, on those keywords, those right. tags, like, it just wasn't helping what I was trying to do for, to find those really niche keywords yeah. to build the brand. So I'm like, well, you know, this exists. I know that we can create something that is probably better. And so we started on that journey and, and here we are. Oh, well, oh, one yeah, more thing I should mention cool. awesome. is that seeing that we got our start in print on demand and Etsy now allows print on demand, we built some software into Sales Samurai again for automation of creating those print-on-demand products and getting them pushed to your store. Oh, okay. So oh. It, it's pushing them to the Etsy platform? It's pushing them to one of those print providers. So it's funny you mentioned, you know, Printful, Printify, and Guten. Oh, okay. And then those automatically yep. send them over to Draft and to Etsy, and you just go in there and you make some changes and push it live. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Very cool. That's good. That's, That's awesome. Cool. Well, Neil... Man, thanks so much for taking time out of your schedule to uh, to chat with us and to tell us about what you're up to and all the softwares that you have uh, in process that you just launched for super exciting stuff. And I know that um, a lot of people out there will probably want to avail themselves of, of what you have available. So why don't you tell people where they can find you on social media, the websites for, for the softwares that you offer, and just let them know where you are in the uh, super information highway known as the Internet. Yeah, so I try to be everywhere, which is difficult. Yeah. So I'm in a lot of Facebook groups. You probably see me around. Uh, but three software, so merchantformer.com, that's probably where I post the most content. Depends, though, right? Like some people are visual learners and are quite like videos. Mm -hmm. So that's on YouTube. Mm -hmm. But I'm more of a writer. I, you know, I can get everything out in, you know, step by step form. So if you're looking for tutorials, stuff like that, merchantformer.com. Uh, KDP, uh, bookbolt.io, and salesamurai.io for Etsy stuff. Uh, Etsy stuff, by the way, got to create some content there. But there's a ginormous article about Etsy SEO because, again, like I just mentioned, a cool. little bit different than mm. the Red Bubbles and the Amazons of the world. So if you're interested yeah. in selling on Etsy, which everyone should be because the margins are very good, you should go read that. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. absolutely. And of course, as always, we'll be adding all of these links in the show notes. So if you're listening, you should be able to just go to the episode description and scroll down and click those links that uh, Neil mentioned and uh, take you directly to those websites to avail yourself of mm -hmm. all of that content. So uh, Travis, anything else for Neil? No, man. Uh, really appreciate you coming coming on the show. You need to uh, You need to drive down the hill and uh, hit up our shop sometime. We'll We'll we like got cook a new, a you got a new location. A got a new location. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I know you got to come over. Oh, you got to check out my shirt. I got this really cool shirt. I, I, uh, it's for uh, print. It's it's like print, <laughs> um, print humor. Okay, and, uh, so says, do you know what this is? Do you do you see? This I saw you know I saw is? you post it, and I'm going to be honest. I have absolutely no idea what that means. Oh man, we are revoking your POD card. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay, you're going to have to explain it to me. Can we make that? Can we make those POD cards? We I should. Feel like those would sell. <laughs> yes, yes. We'll throw them on the UV printer, and we'll make some. P we'll make some POD cards. Yeah, POD no, that cards. is a uh, that is a clean, a clean print head, like a test print. Like when you first come in, you do a nozzle check. Chef's kiss. On okay. your, you do a nozzle check on your uh, printers. Okay. And if it looks like this, and all the lines are connected, that means your ink is really we're running well, go. and so you're good to go. So of course, you're yeah, going to have okay. a good day. We'll see. So hey, I, saw I don't touch. I don't touch physical products. There you go. <laughs> these right. hands don't touch the physical. <laughs> these, <products. laughs> these hands. Yeah. yeah. No. To be fair, Neil, I see those every day. And when he first posted that shirt, 
I saw it was I was like, it's gonna be a good day. And my mind went to Yeah, I just sat there and I was looking at it like it's gonna be a good day. I was like, what is it? I'm missing something. (laughs) (laughs) It took me till the next morning to be like, oh, I get it. So don't feel too bad. I I I'm these hands touch physical products all of the time. I still didn't get that t-shirt reference. I've sold tons of these. I've sold probably five or six of these to printers already. Yeah. <laughs> they just, they just, yeah, they just think it's hilarious. It's one of those kind of inside jokes you only know if you know. You, you know, right. you, if you you only know if you know, you know, and if you yeah, don't yeah. know, you're just like, huh. And so, I had to had to throw you put you on the spot. That shirt and POD cards will be on a POD cast merch site. I'm yes. sure sometime soon. If you Love want it. Awesome. Yourself, so. I have awesome. one quick note. I do have a few shirts. From like inside jokes that showed up on Facebook groups that you guys are probably in. And mm. it's so weird because people will just sit there like if you're in a store or you're out, they'll just sit there staring. And then sometimes they'll come up and ask you. Like I, I was at a gas station once and it it said it said some inside joke and he comes up, he's like, I have that exact same shirt. I'm like, I guarantee you don't. Like you're like you're like 78 and and you know you probably can't you haven't used a computer and this is specific to this tiny little facebook group he's like no i guarantee you i have that shirt at home i'm like all right buddy <laughs> okay all right that, that's hilarious awesome well yeah. neil man thanks again for coming on the show and uh, look forward to doing it again and catching up when you launch your next four or five software suites that you inevitably <laughs> will be doing because you don't stop you know, innovating, which is awesome. So look forward to having you on again soon, man. And uh, thanks again for coming on the show. Cool. Thanks so much for having me guys. Well, there it is folks. The interview with Neil last, and I want to thank Neil one more time for coming on the show. Again, as we said in the interview, all of the links will be in the show notes. So if you want to avail yourself of anything Neil is offering, uh, you can go to those links. It's merchformer.com, bookbolt.io and salessamurai.io. Um, to see what Neil has to offer. Hey, everybody, just a quick interruption here. Uh, right after we got off the podcast, we found out that Neil uh, was going to give us some discounts to his three different softwares. So um, all three softwares you can get for 20% off for life um, for any any of those three. Those links can be found in the show notes. Just wanted to let you know that that's available for you. All right, back to the show. Travis, what did you think of the interview, man? I thought it went really well. Um, and again, he's just a really easy guy to talk to. It seemed it went by so fast mm-hmm. um, that when we were done recording, we we're like, wow, that was a really just easy conversation to have. And it feels like it yeah. flew by. How do you think it went? Yeah, I think we could have talked a lot more. We probably could have drilled down a lot more on branding, um, you know, talking sure. a lot more about some of that stuff. But yeah, he's he is. He's a, he's a good dude. He's fun to talk to. Like I said before, um, you know, uh, before the interview, he just, you know, he's just carries himself so nonchalantly. I mean, I, I don't know if, if you're watching this on mm-hmm. YouTube, you can't really necessarily tell, but he's got like dreadlocks and, you know, he's just wearing a t-shirt in his room, <laughs> and, you know, and he's just kind of hanging out and, um, yeah. you know, he does not look like the prototypical, like entrepreneurial businessman that has like three software suites and (laughs) all these things that he's doing. You know, he just, he's just a guy, um, (laughs) which I, I just love, you know, I just love kind of that nonchalant, just kind of laid back, um, demeanor that he has. And, and, and it is interesting. He, he mentioned, um, how kind of nervous and kind of you know, quiet he was in the past. And I actually remember that. Like, I remember him being kind of, you know, just not standoffish, but just kind of shy, almost wallflower like. And he has definitely changed. He's not like that at all anymore. (laughs) Um, I think, you know, he's, he's had to kind of promote his, his, his software and, and him being the face of Merch Informer has really, kind of put him into the spotlight in, in certain ways. And, uh, he's really kind of come sure. out of his shell and, um, he's just a fun guy to, to hang out with and, and be around. Yeah. Yeah. No one's going to promote you. Like you'll promote you. You have to be your biggest promoter, your biggest <laughs> spokesperson, because yep. if you don't believe in it, why is anyone else going to? So, so yeah, I think, I think that definitely was kind of a, a necessary, a, a change that came out of necessity, but I can attest to Travis as well. He, uh, 
the first couple first couple of times I met him was very wallflower-ish. But yeah, it was great to talk with him. And one thing we mm-hmm. learned in this episode, like we said, he was he's an early adopter. He was an early adopter of Merch by Amazon, of um, mm-hmm. private label, all that stuff. He was even an early adopter on the Facebook page and the Facebook group. So if you want to be <laughs> successful like Neil, you need to be an early adopter. And I would still say it's pretty early to hop on that Facebook group that we keep talking about each and every week. We have new people joining all of the time. But if you're listening and you mm-hmm. haven't, well, then you're missing out on the party, the community, the conversation. We want you to be a part of the PODcast family. So go to printondemandcast.com slash Facebook and you can join the group. And uh, we'd love to have you there. Of course, you can go to printondemandcast.com for more information. And if you want to reach out to us, honestly, the best way to do it now is the Facebook group. Wouldn't you say, Travis, we don't really get a whole lot of emails yep. so much anymore as we do people posting, mm-hmm. asking questions on on the Facebook group or asking for advice and stuff like that. So yeah. please be sure to uh, to do that. How do you feel that the community is growing there on the Facebook group, Travis? I'm having a lot of fun kind of seeing people ask questions and ask for advice and engage. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think that it could be, you know, we could have more conversations. I, sure. um, I try to throw some stuff in there every once in a while when I think about it, but, um, but yeah, it's definitely grown. I mean, yeah. um, I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to when we have, you know, a few thousand people in there and people are, you know, asking questions and people are being helpful and, and, you know, kind of, yeah. but I mean, let's face it, we're not the first, Facebook group talking about print on demand. There's a lot of options when it comes to that. So, <laughs> right. that, and that that's fine. Yeah. You know, I mean, people can kind of go where they where they uh, need to go. But I, I do like the fact that um, the people in our group are so far have been helpful, have been contributing uh, when when it's appropriate. But I would also encourage you guys to use utilize that Facebook group. I'm constantly uh, like Facebook is just kind of almost always open on a tab on my computer, and I I. I see it because I do yeah. look through different groups and stuff to, to kind of, uh, you know, kind of see what's new in, in laser or UV or DTG or wherever. Sure. And I see those things and I'll try to answer questions. And I think you do too, Josiah, um, if we have answers or kind of try to point you in the right direction. Yeah. So would encourage you, if you are in the group, um, you know, go ahead and ask your questions. If you're not in the group, why not? <laughs> Yeah, what are you doing? Get in there. Right now, there's 140 members um, in the group, so it is growing. Like Travis said, there's lots of Facebook groups talking about print-on-demand, but there's only one Facebook group that talks about print-on-demand that is supplemented by an awesome podcast filled with bumpers, intros, outros, and dad jokes, and it's the Print-on-Demand cast Facebook group. So Mm. if you want to be in the top 1% of Facebook groups that talk about POD and have a really (laughs) awesome podcast, that's the place that you want to be is a Printondemand.com slash Facebook. Eventually, you're just going to join to shut me up and to stop saying that stupid link because you keep hearing printondemand.com slash Facebook. I welcome you to shut me up if that's how you're going to do it. Please join the group. Uh, So uh, as always, guys, thanks so much for listening. We are found on all of the major podcast platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. Find us on iTunes. Please write and subscribe. Uh, Last week, we highlighted some five-star reviews. Uh, a five-star review in particular that was left for us. So if you review us on iTunes, you leave us a review, screenshot it, post it in the group, and we'll shout you out on an episode of the POD cast because we really appreciate your guys' feedback and your engagement. So until next time, for Travis, I'm Josiah, and we'll see you next, we'll see you next week right here on the Print on Demand cast. See ya. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Print on Demand cast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you've got a question or a suggestion for the show, send Travis and Josiah an email at info at printondemandcast.com. Take a minute to rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe now so you don't miss next week's episode. See you next week. You could do like, obviously you could do a patch like that. That'd be pretty easy. Single mm-hmm. color like that. It's uh, Dwayne Johnson's little... Oh, so we couldn't do that because that would be illegal. Nope. (laughs) And Dwayne would come after me, and I would not want him to come after me. That would be very scary. No, he would just crush you with his one hand. (laughs) (laughs) Or his lawyers, one of the two.